Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. Back here, got a great guest today. DC is joining us. We're going to talk what college fantasy football surprises top players. Who are the guys that look like they may be league winners this year and you may want to go get? I think the vast majority of guys we talk about will be rostered in 70, 80, 90% of leagues. But I do see some folks that are like, sub 50% and definitely some in the 70% range, which is crazy because some of these are big names. So we'll catch you on the flip side and cover off on all that. So see you in a second. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Okay, we're back. Welcome DC to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love chatting all things college fantasy. It's a uh, little, it's like a little nook out there in the fantasy world. Not a lot of people talk yeah. about it, but yet a lot of people love yeah. college football. So I'm not sure why more people aren't playing college. Fantasy. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I think people would enjoy it. And it's a nice palate cleanser before Sunday. hundred percent. And it, it's, yeah. I, I have to say when I first got into this uh, 15, 16 years ago, it was, it was just like a, to your point, palate cleanser for Sunday. It was yeah. like a fun, hey, I'm watching some games here or there anyways. Why not? What I originally thought my biggest fear was that like these games are going to be out of control, ton of high scoring, a lot of variance. And yeah. by and large, 15, 16 years later, some of that's true. But I think if you minimize some of the conferences, particularly like the tier two conferences, yeah, you take some of that out. And I think by and large, I, it's not too different than the NFL. Yes. So I, I, I completely agree with you. There's but the the one wrinkle you get is some of these all time dominant performances from sometimes receivers or role players where they're putting up four touchdowns out of nowhere. Rarely do you see that in the NFL game these days. So it's that's the one thing I like about it that it, one t- one person can carry your team to victory. I'd also though add to that is that like. Everyone's usually, aside from me this past weekend where I, I won by just pure luck, usually everyone's getting one guy that goes off. Oh, um, yeah. And the, the winners are typically people that that have the one or two that are really good. Um, and consistent. And, and consistency consistent. is king. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny. So yeah. you, you got me on a segue here, which is a, a good segue into what we're going to cover. But it's like, how do you identify Lamar Jackson? Because when Lamar Jackson, yeah. his sophomore, junior right. year, he was so dominant. He was averaging yeah. like 40 a week and by himself was putting you in a, a really nice position to win. And I think yeah. that's that's a, the clutch thing. If you can identify who that person is and get a, that person, and a couple other good players, you're in a great place. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and just looking at the landscape of college football this year, there isn't that one focal point that you see. I, I know that there's Caleb Williams and Shadur and Phoenix. Those are probably the three-headed monster, of, at least from a quarterback standpoint. But you, yeah, you're not seeing the Lamar Jackson type years, the Bijan Robinson prospects that are just scoring a handful of touchdowns every Saturday. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So let's kick it off. Why don't we go backwards? Because everyone's going to start with quarterbacks. Let's start with tight yeah. ends. I'm just going to I'm just okay. going to throw it out there. Tight ends the toughest position in college, mostly because I don't think a lot I of agree. colleges properly use their volume. Yeah, yeah, it's they're not, volume. It's a volume. They're not question. getting volume. The coaches don't think about them as mismatches. Even guy like Brock Bowers, I think we can all agree he's 
barring a yeah. major injury, he's probably a top 10 pick in the NFL draft next year. He's a beast. Oh, yes. You can see it on the field, but he's not even in the top 10 scoring wide or tight ends in yep. fantasy so far. So just start off. Who who would be like your surprise or uh, your kind of go to? Number there? one is has to be Jack Westover. Okay. I think that you know that Husky pass offense is so potent that anyone you can grab in that. Like he had three touchdowns on Saturday on three targets. He seems like anyone you can grab from the receiving core that's catching passes from Phoenix is a good solid bet. And then yeah. and my other guy was Michael Harrison at Colorado. Shadur seems to be throwing it around. He's spreading the ball out evenly between Travis Hunter and Xavier Weaver and Jimmy Horn. So I think that, that they have a potent attack. We'll see how their schedule they have they have a bit of a rough schedule coming up. So we'll be able <clears throat> we'll be able to see if they're really made of it in the next few weeks. Yeah. I what agree. about you? I, I I would go, I think the guy that he got off to a hot start. So far, hasn't been great the last couple of weeks as a Stanford guy, Ben Yershurik. I think you can you never go wrong with the kind of number one tight end at Stanford. It's where they have a mismatch, so they're gonna they're gonna overwhelmingly target the tight end. He had an amazing week one. He's been a little bit more quiet the last couple of weeks, still getting playing time though. The other guy, I really he's a little young, so he's not a surprise. He's not a star. But it's it's Amari Niblack from Alabama. Okay. He was a five-star yeah. guy. He's looked really good. He had back-to-back weeks until this past week yeah. where he had a 40, two catches, 45-plus yeah. yards, and a TD. Yeah. I called him out in the on the waiver yeah. wire last week because I think he was available. That's awesome. Like That's a good call-out. They need consistent quarterback play, yes. um, which I'm not sure they'll get. But I think he's very talented. You're right. The, the reason why I liked him and I tried to get him in our league and I got blocked by somebody is if I look at their team, I don't see, they don't have the dominant wide receiver core they've had in the past. And he may be one of their guys who's a difference maker in the passing game. So that said, he didn't keep it up. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's I'll throw ahead. out one more. I'll yeah, throw please. out one more is Brett Kuth. He's still injured for Utah. Utah always has these tight end threats. Kincaid just came from there before that bothering him. They can put up a lot of points. He's on the injured list. So if you want to go out and trade low or add him now, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Is that what you're hearing? He'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. He he and Cam Rising uh, coming back. I never trust these these coaches. Anymore, <laughs> yeah. You know, like they say one thing and then particularly in the NFL, I feel like it's become like espionage and they can't give out any information that's yeah. a good one I, I agree with you on utah they it's like stanford they recognize they can't get the the proper athletes on the outside so they recruit guys that can win on the inside yeah. so that's right let's go wide receiver we'll make our way up here great and and I, there's a bunch of guys here like who i didn't have weren't top picks that are like in the top 10 i don't see marvin harrison jr here xavier worthy these are guys that are going to go yeah Aguka, first you know, Amuka, yeah. yeah, he's not here yet but you've got two of the top three are washington receivers to your earlier comment yeah who would you call out as guys that you think are well surprising I think that we, can, stars? we can dive there i think everyone was really high in roma dunce and with good reason he's a fantastic receiver and he's going to go in the first round uh, the NFL draft. But like you said, the other UW receiving core, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, yep. not unheralded, but no one saw that they were going to be scoring this much. And so I, I like that. My other guy is Jimmy Horn from Colorado. And I thought he's 
because he's getting such good quarterback play, he's been able to put just these gaudy numbers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw out Xavier Weaver, that same team. Yeah. He's been putting up. Yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Yep. Yeah, he's been consistently. Um, I've got personally got Evan Stewart who yeah, got hurt, so great. he missed this past weekend. I don't know what's going on there. Again, coaches aren't giving up much information. He was a yeah, he was a late scratch. Oh, okay. So I even had him in my lineup because I think they scratched him like two hours before game time. But yeah. he's a guy who's a star. I incorrectly, by the way, in a earlier podcast with you said he was a huge guy, like 6'2", 220. He's not. He's technically about six foot, five eleven, two hundred. Okay. But wicked quick and definitely like him, top top player. Malik Neighbors, yeah. I think, wasn't he yeah, a of course. Yeah. He's way up there. Um, Any other receivers you want to call out? I think that's it. I like Troy Franklin from Oregon. I think that he's not getting – he's on everyone's radar. And then Keon Coleman from Florida State. I think yep. he's getting a lot of looks because they're doubling Johnny Wilson. And Johnny Wilson's such a massive target. And, yeah, Jordan and Travis can stay healthy. I think that he'll continue to put up numbers. Yep. I like both those calls. And by the way, one thing I'll call out to listeners, you got to look at schedules. Some of these players like a Troy Franklin's only been playing about a half of football because they've played multiple yeah. games in a row where they put up 80 points or 60 plus. That's- so he's not playing full games. And I think that's true of a few of these guys versus the Colorado guys, for example, which are playing mostly full games because they've been playing. Yeah. One, they played a little bit better schedule. So maybe that's indicative going forward. But they've also been in tighter matchups where they played the entire 60 minutes. So that's something to be mindful of, particularly when you look at some of these guys like Oregon players, USC players. I think to a certain extent, Washington's been knocking these guys out. And maybe they're just so good, it doesn't matter. But that could be, that could mean the Washington players are going to outperform going forward. That's right. Let's go running backs. The number one guy right now, by the way, is a surprise. Wasn't sure that he was even yeah. the number one guy, but Omarion Hampton has been huge. Yeah. He's averaging 24 yeah. points a game. And then the third guy in this list is a guy, Kyle Monaghan guy, whatever. I've called him out two yeah, weeks the in the waiver wire. Rutgers guy. He's the third yeah. highest scoring player on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. He's played three games. And he's available in 85% of fan tracks, fantasy That's football That's crazy. Games. So- that's a guy, if you take one name from this, go pick him up. He looks yeah. good. He's been relatively consistent. They do play Michigan this weekend. So don't expect okay. the world. Stash him. I would stash him, but he's still, he's getting the touches. He's And he's clearly got some talent. He's putting up numbers. So I just want to call that out. By the way, of all the guys we've been talking about, everyone is generally well-owned and rostered, except for, I will go back to the yeah. tight ends. I forgot to mention this. Westover is only owned in 11% of leagues. And Michael Harrison's only owned in 3% of leagues. Um, so you've got a lot of players there. Even another guy that I called out last week on the pickup list, Notre Dame, five-star guy. He's a soft, true sophomore. Holden stays. He's only held in 47% of leagues, and he had a 120-yard game two weeks ago. So he's a guy that's yeah. showing that he could be a pretty special player, and Notre Dame's throwing the ball around. Yeah. So anyhow, back to running backs. Who, who do you want to call out? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's a couple. I, I guess we could start with kind of the guys that you could pick up now. I like Roydell Williams. I think that Jace McClellan, Jace McClellan has not impressed in the backfield of Alabama. Roydell got 17 carries for 129 yards and a score this yep. weekend. And I think that he may start eat into, eating into some of his carries. And then a couple guys that haven't gotten out to great, really hot starts. 
And part of that is because their schedule, they're playing an FCS opponent. And like you said, they're only playing one half is Jaquindon Johnson at Utah. You could probably buy low, very low right now. He hasn't had really great dominant games. He didn't, I think he had five carries against Florida. They played some played Weaver state. And then Damian Martinez, probably less so for Oregon state. He hasn't gotten out of the gate really quickly. So it's something, someone you might be able to steal. Okay. I like those. Those are great. Yeah. And I think, I think we named the guys that weren't big time players, like the stars here, Blake Corum. He's, yeah. he's actually the fifth highest scorer. That's so right. far. Estimate. Estimates are Benson, yeah. yeah, and these guys are 100%. Braylon Allen is right there as well. These guys are all 100% right. owned, so it's not like you're going to go out and get them. I, any, any of those guys, though, you would call out or like, hey, I think this guy's going to explode and continue to be outstanding between those guys, Allen, Estimate, Corum, um, Ray Davis, or even some of the guys we didn't mention, like Jaden Ott or Hampton, any of those guys. If someone's looking Jaden Ott is great. Leader, yeah. League, league winner, I think that Trey Benson's one of those guys that can have a big year. I think Quinchon Junkins is J- Judkins. If he can stay healthy, he'll be he'll have a nice year. Marshawn Lloyd from USC and Trey Tien yeah. uh, all could have big rest of the year. But yeah, I will say on the running back side, there's not as many top tier talent. It's there's a lot of ta- there's a lot of people there's a lot of players that are just tier two, that top 25, 20, 25 that are serviceable starters that are getting 15 points a clip. Yep. I agree with you. Let's go to quarterbacks here. This is a position. Actually, it does seem very deep this year. And I think the NFL draft yes. benefit from that. I'm just going to read off some of the top scores right now. And then and I'll ask you to hone in on who do you think yeah. the league winners going forward and maybe some names that aren't here, but we got Michael Penix is number one so far. He's at 38 points a game. Again, they've got off to a really good start, beating some good opponents pretty handily. Caleb Williams, who probably went, you know, top five in most drafts, or definitely was one of the top with the number one quarterback selected. He's at almost 35 points a game. Shadir Sanders. I surprised mm-hmm. I think some people. I was very surprised. But he's got he's played better than I expected. He's at 34-5, so just below Caleb Williams. Yeah. And then you got Garrett Schrader, who's been on my team the last two years. I don't have him this year. He looked yeah. great this last weekend. Yeah, Bob, he he's great. a really good player. I think he's going to be an NFL like quality journeyman, spot starter type guy. He's got great moxie, but he's been putting up great numbers at Syracuse. And then you got the longtime transfer. Oklahoma seems to always pick up a transfer. Yeah. They got Dylan Gabriel, who everyone expected yeah, last right. year to be great. He's now put up huge numbers. And then you got Jaden Daniels at LSU, Connor Wegman, of course. and so yeah, on. Another so transfer. Those are the big guys. I think the, the guys that are yeah. really sitting out there are Schrader, Sanders, Caleb Williams, which we expected, and Michael Penix. Yeah. Any of those that you think are like going to yeah. continue to ascend and any guys we're missing? I'm sure. Yeah, I think that there's like everyone, the top Caleb's, the Shaders, the Dylan Gabriel's, Jade Daniels. Uh, people are investing a lot of draft capital into getting them early. So I look at the we, the league winners on on quarter, the quarterback position is yep. where you can get a lot of value. You can get a top 10 guy if you're drafting in the hundreds. Cameron Ward only drafted in 60% of the leagues. Connor Wegman was drafted in 23% of the leagues. That's incredible value. If you can get that type of performance out of your Jackson Darts, another one, if you can get that performance and not invest that much draft capital, I think you're in good shape. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think the guys. So I'll call out a guy I really like, and I think probably goes second, third round in the draft is Kenny Ewers. 
I don't know if, yeah. if Texas is going to be able to open it he up. He looks great. You know, he looks yeah. great, but they're not putting up this points I expected. And they have played a tougher schedule. They played, they faced yeah. off against Alabama. They had a game against, I think the first week they played somebody that was decent, not great. But yeah. I would expect him, them to put up more points given the offensive talent around them. It's interesting, by the way, top three scoring quarterbacks in fantasy right now, at least according to this list, is uh, three Pac-12 quarterbacks, Washington, yeah. USC, and Colorado. And you mentioned- Bo Nix isn't far behind either. Bo Nix is not far behind. And you also mentioned Cam Rising. I think he'll be pretty solid yeah. once he comes back and is healthy. The guy in Arizona State, I expected to, to be a little bit more prolific so far. Okay, Rashada. Yeah, Rashada, exactly. Yeah, any anyone else you'd call out? Yeah. Like, I think that a good stash might be that Nate Johnson. He's starting in Utah now until Cam Rising, but Cam Rising's coming back from a reconstructed knee, so he may have a short leash. And he's a dual-threat quarterback. He, he may be able to put up some points. Uh, Utah's just always so physical. If they have a running quarterback, he could sneak in for six, eight scores the rest of the way. And then Dante Moore, if he can smooth out some of his performance at UCLA and he's young, I think that he could be a guy that if, if you're in a scholarship league, you can stash him and maybe you can keep him around for a couple of years. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, the true freshman side, you got Cedric Baxter looks pretty good for Texas. Yeah. He's playing a decent amount. I know it was Justice Arnold at a quarterback for um, Oklahoma looked really good when he played. I know USC's got a guy, Malachi Nelson. We talked about that's right a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we so. talked about that guy. Yeah. I will call out just to give the roster percent. Garrick Schrader is consistently been a good fantasy college quarterback for multiple years. This I think he's a fifth year senior and maybe even a sixth yeah, year. Yeah, he's just not it's not a sexy pick when you're it's not a sexy the, pick, but he's available in right. over 30% of leagues. So a lot of leagues out there can. have not picked him up. Even Shadir Sanders is only taken in 95% of leagues, even though he's lighting the world on fire. And then Connor Wegman is only yeah. has only been taken in 49% of leagues. So there's definitely leagues out there. If you're playing, these are guys I'd yep. pick up. They've got talent around them. They play a, a decent enough schedule where they're going to be able to put up points. In the case of Colorado in particular, like they've got a couple of good, tough games. That's right. up, but their defense is terrible. So they're going to have to score yep. 30 to stay in the game. And I think that's true at Texas A&M too. Texas A&M is just not who we thought they were. Or at no. least I didn't know what they were and I didn't predict anything, but they're clearly not the team that the Texas yeah, A&M just was expecting. Middle of the pack, SEC, lots of talent. I can't put it all together. They might not even be middle of the pack either. So if yeah, you're that's a true. fan here, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought Florida State was a Florida. Yeah, Florida State. They're like, oh, Florida State's back. Like, they're amazing. They oh, they looked Texas great A&M. against LSU and then nearly gave it away against Boston College. That's right. That was against LSU. Who did a and lose to in Florida? No surprise game. Was that Miami they played? And they got beat? Uh, yes, it, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the SEC is just down this year. I agree. So... I agree. Um, I completely agree. I think that concludes. I really appreciate you doing this, talking big name stars in college football. It's a lot more fun to do that, although most people have got these players. But hey, yeah. I appreciate it. Once again, yeah. appreciate everybody. Let's do it uh, again. Yeah, we'll get you back on. Thanks everybody for listening. Have an awesome day. Appreciate it. Before we leave, let me tell you a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown. Funk you up, uptown, funk you up. I said, uptown.